Hey, Red. Hi there, Red. Welcome, Welcome to, to Red Square. Red Square. No commie talk, just common sense from, from a couple, couple of uncommon gingers. You got that right. <laughs> Ain't that the truth. Well, what's been on your mind, Red? Well, Red, it's a crazy world and we are stuck living in it. <laughs> you are not kidding about that. Okay, so you know me. I'm not a big guy. I'm no, no football player by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, you're a marathon runner. We talked about that in a previous right. podcast. And it's, it's also, you know, that implies that you're kind of slight. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I slight you as often as I can, yes, but that do. doesn't have anything to do with it. <laughs> so I'm no football player, but the other day I was going home and I had to go to the bathroom and I went into the bathroom and I lifted up the toilet seat and the lid at the same time, which I've done a million times. I mean, ripped the whole toilet seat and lid off the toilet. Okay, Bruce Banner. What, did you have a little Hulk <laughs> attack going on here? I guess I really had to go. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, I guess that can lead us right into some ginger bites. I had a weird uh, kind of bathroom toilet thing, too. Oh, do tell, do tell. It was funny. The wife and I went out to uh, Black River Landing out, out in, in Lorraine. Lorraine yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really fun. Um, it's the, what do they call it, Rockin' on the River concert series. Every Friday, all summer, they have a different like cover band that goes out there. Our buddy Jason turned us on to it a couple years ago. And we've been out there a few times. And this weekend was Zoso. Zoso. And if you're a Led Zeppelin fan, you know Zoso is often the other name for Led Zeppelin 4. I did not know that. Uh, well, I'm a huge Led Zeppelin fan. I grew up on Led Zeppelin. My dad was, when I was a kid, you know, sharing a room with my two brothers on the weekends. Sometimes my dad would come back into the back bedroom with the bunk beds and we had a little dart board kind of hung up right on the wall in between the two bunk beds and the twin bed on the other side in that room. And he'd throw uh, eight tracks in. People aren't even going to know what that means anymore. But yeah, he used to throw in eight tracks of Led Zeppelin and Deep Purple and Black Oak, Arkansas and uh, Black Sabbath. And like, that's where my love of Led Zeppelin came from. Oh, so wow. I know, right? Wild. I used to think. I was the only one in the world who knew about Led Zeppelin and that they were some kind of underground band. Oh, God. They're like one of the <laughs> biggest bands of the 60s and 70s. I know. That's the funniest thing. Once I got a little older and started reading a little bit about them, I was like, oh, wow. That kind of sucks. They were the most popular band on the planet for a while. And, they, and I thought they were all mine. I thought no one knew about oh them God. but me. My dad turned me on to them and no <laughs> one else knew. But anyway, we were... Uh, so you're at the... the we were out concert. there, yeah. And... Going to the bathroom, they they sell uh, beer tickets, five for twenty bucks. No, the, I'm I'm sorry, I said that backwards. Four for twenty bucks, five bucks each. So you can get a nice craft beer for five bucks. Five bucks, that's a that's a great price. You can barely do that at a bar these days. Yeah. So uh, only at like happy hour, right? So we're out there, and I have to go to the bathroom because I've had a couple of my tokens turned in at this point. And I get in there, and there's a big long line in the men's room, which usually doesn't happen, right? No. But it was. They reserved that for the ladies. Exactly. So I'm standing there, and there's only a few like little urinals and two stalls. And there's one guy who, the whole time I'm standing there, his feet are just under the door in the stall. 
and someone was finally like, I think they had to do a number two as well. Right. They had to drop a deuce. So they said, oh, what are you doing in there? Taking the Browns to the Super Bowl? And then someone, <laughs> some other guy in line starts laughing and he was like no way you can tell that's a Steelers fan just look at his shoes that's the <laughs> shoes of a Steelers fan right there and we all just started cracking up it was so ridiculous but it was pretty funny at the same yeah, time yeah I, I never heard that Browns off no, get out of here you've never heard no, that no. taking the Browns to the, the Super, Super Bowl? Bowl oh my god yeah that's an old one Rev. oh god so uh last weekend I had to go to Chicago to help my daughter move in and Fortunately, we got there, you know, or late or early Saturday morning, and the moving part was done. But we got to experience a trip to IKEA. Now, have you been to IKEA? I have actually never been to IKEA. Okay, I was there once, and we bought plates when the kids were in high school. So this is ten years ago. Well, my daughter wanted to buy a desk, a bookshelf, and a mattress. The mattress wasn't in, but we bought the deck and the bookshelf. When you buy these things, they give you boxes, big, long, like six-foot boxes that you have to put everything together. Oh, I'm familiar with the okay. memes about Ikea. Yeah, it's yeah. a make-or-break-a-new-relationship kind of thing. Yeah, yes. Can, can you buy a 12-drawer dresser from Ikea and put it together together? Well, your relationship's on pretty solid ground then. Right, right. Or not. Or, or the, not. the alternative. So, but the, the, the crazy thing about that whole thing is, besides taking all these boxes you have to take up to your house or whatever apartment and assemble them, is they give you little booklets to put them together, which is great. They can be anywhere from 2 to 50 pages, okay? Of instructions. Of instructions, but not one single word. It's all pictures. No language. No language. All because pictures. they sell this stuff. Where's IKEA based out of? Sweden. Yeah, so Sweden. I don't speak Swedish. Right. But it's amazing. I mean, you have to look at these pictures, and sometimes you have to turn pieces around, and sometimes, you know, you, you just can't even get it. And this was the, we put together the bookcase, which was only about five or six pages. The, the dresser was like 25. Too many. 25 illustrations that were supposed to convey how to put this thing together. It took a couple hours. Actually, that seems kind of fast to me, Red. Not fast enough. <laughs> That's probably true. What else you been up to? Well, the people, we the people, have a beef with Burger King. Wait, Wendy's is where's the beef? It was a pun. Oh, okay. Oh, one of those. <laughs> Way to walk over that one. <laughs> Sorry about that one. Man. So Burger King, basically in this lawsuit, told a whopper of a whopper. Oh my God! So you couldn't have even said a whopper of a lie. No, no, no. Okay. okay. So they the the lawsuit claims that the pictures when you walk into Burger King d display the whopper as larger. Than it really is misleading the public. Um, hasn't that been obvious since we were kids? Well, that's what Burger King claims. <laughs> but the, Burger the, King says we've been doing this for fifty years. <laughs> well, they can't it's say not that. Our fault. So there's a lawsuit, and it was just ruled by a judge that it can go forward. And I love this. Burger King's defense is that 
The hyperbole of selling the Whopper is what any reasonable consumer should expect. Of course, at this point we do. So what they're saying, they're, the whole defense is, we lie and we expect you to believe it. No, the whole, well, it is. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it comes down to, okay, wait. Every other fast food company on the planet right. is exaggerating how sweet their food looks. I heard this same thing about Taco Bell. Some guy filed a lawsuit with Taco Bell about the Mexican pizza. The same thing. Like saying, look, I'm not, this guy claimed, he was like, I'm not saying that you're not providing what's on the nutritional value chart. Right. I'm saying the picture doesn't match the garbage that right. you're serving me. So, these frivolous lawsuits about the size of a serving. Americans, they have too much time on their hands. Well, and what about the kid? I think he's actually from Omaha or Lincoln, Nebraska. He's uh, suing about B-dubs, boneless wings. He wants that name changed. He claims it's false advertising. He wants them called Saucy Nugs. Because they're not boneless wings. Because he's so brilliant that he can think of this himself? His dad is also in the Nebraska legislature somehow. Okay. But yeah, So he has some familiarity, I think, with these proceedings. But yeah, he's had, in the past had made a name for himself with uh, no more boneless wings. I want them called Saucy Nugs. Saucy Nugs. That's stupid. <laughs> it was, but I also got the sense of humor of it, too. Right, right. So I'm going back to my crazy America. Okay, so yeah, you had one other thing. One other right? thing. So porch pirates. What does that even mean? You know, those people who will go up to your door and steal Amazon packages. Remember when there was a day that there was no remember the day I should say when there was no such thing as an Amazon yes, package? Yes. The and the cardboard makers lament the, those times. <laughs> The, so, anyways, but these these the porch, forests of America, yes, the the, the porch, porch pirates, pirates are becoming more brazen, more daring than ever. Used they used to wait till the guys left, or at least till it was dark, right, and go pick up the package and run away like a cowards they are. Okay, they showed this video of this uh, Amazon driver walking up to a door, and this guy is walking next to her. All the way up to the door, and right before she gets to the door, he just grabs the package out of her hand and runs to his car. <laughs> that wasn't even a porch pirate. That's just straight out like theft, <laughs> yeah, burglary, right? That but, bur that <laughs> but that's that's how brazen these people are. Oh, I can't believe that you think that's brazen. Have you not been watching the news lately? Have you not seen what's been going on in California with these uh, flash mob robberies? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, so I guess I think that's... Now that is brazen. That's brazen. That's 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 scary. Well, it's... Because these guys are wielding guns and and, and and it's a lot of people. It is a lot of people. It's, it, it's, it's a really strange thing and it would be scary as hell if I was in the store when that happened. Yes. And I think about the workers who are there. Yeah. But I mean, it, what a wild thing. That this is going on. I never expected stuff like no. this to happen. I, I, again, I think this this world is just getting crazier and crazier. Well, <laughs> all right, Red. I, no, I, 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 I got I, I got I got to let it go for now. We got we got to get to our sports report. Well, because that's getting crazier and crazier. Right. But it's time for the sports, sports report. report. 
And what do we want We've to talk about? We've had so about? much happen, and i got to kick it off this okay, week, Okay, you're on, Red. Let's go. Cade York. Cade York. I did that on purpose. You didn't even get my pun. I kicked it off. Oh, my God. I can't believe I gave that to you. I totally <laughs> did that. Okay, folks. Cade York was the kicker for the Browns that they did an unusual move. Emphasis on was. Was, yes. But I'm sorry. I interrupted. That's okay. It's not the first or the last time. I'm a horrible interrupter. <laughs> no, you're actually pretty good at it. <laughs> good one. All right, Red. You got me there. So, Kane York was a. They drafted him in the fourth round, which is very unusual for a kicker. Almost unheard of. Uh, almost unheard of, right. Okay, and he worked out for the first year, but this year in preseason... He did he, not even work out the first year. Uh, he was the hero for the first couple of weeks. Yeah. Okay, they were ready to enshrine him after the first week when he beat... Yes, that was huge. Right. But then it's been downhill right. from there. So he had a horrible preseason, and the Browns cut him. Yep. And now, I think they got uh, they traded for another kicker from... Uh, the Chargers. The Chargers, okay. So we have another kicker. And he's supposed to be fairly reliable, honestly. But here's the... Here's the kicker. Oh, you! I already did it. You can't do it again. I, I just did. <laughs> so they offered him a contract to be on the practice squad. See, now this, I've been hearing this crap on the radio too. And he turned him down. I did not hear he that. He turned him down and he, he was, he was pissed. Well, he has a chip on his shoulder. Right. He really thinks, I heard an interview where he was like, I'm a weapon. I want to be used as a weapon. I can't believe these things have been happening to me. I know my value. I know I've misfired. Well, I, plenty. Plenty. But, all right. But he signed with the Titans uh, on their practice squad. Okay. So he didn't get a better position. He was just showing the Browns he was pissed. Uh, they've given a few examples of young kickers who like come into their own after a few years in the league. So I hope this guy doesn't come back to burn us. But it'd be just like the Browns for some shit like right. that to happen. And they say this he ends up beating us in the playoffs, the AFC championships or something. Phil Dawson, who we had as a kicker for probably about 13 years. And was lights out. Lights out. But he was cut three times the year before. No shit. Yeah. So this stuff happens all the time. All right. Well, let's talk about something a little. Wait. I want to say one before we get to our oh, big oh, We get, oh, We got okay. a big oh, today, yeah, folks. Okay, a yeah, big yeah. Today is uh, August 31st. 2023 and it's waiver wire day for the MLB right. but go on finish right. this. before we get to that I want to talk about another crazy uh instance in sports fandom a Chicago White Sox fan concealed a gun in her belly fat wait oh my god go on so Sorry. she got through oh security I understand and put it in the folds of her fat but the well I guess you don't always go through a metal detector to get in do no, you, you don't. Do you in Chicago? I don't know. I would think you would in Chicago, which is high, one of the highest homicides rates in the country. Well. So anyway, she puts it, she smugs it into the stadium. Later <laughs> on, the gun goes off accidentally in her belly fat. In the jelly roll. Yes, in the jelly roll. <laughs> and grazes, <laughs> grazes a nearby woman who ended up in the hospital. Not seriously, but. Wow. Wow. What? How do you say to yourself, "I'm going to put my gun in my belly fat and think that's anywhere near a good idea"? <laughs> it, well, it's fantastic for stories, but I mean, but beyond that, okay. So, what else? I want to know what else she has stored 
in those jelly rolls. It's not brain cells. <laughs> well, you know the gut is the second brain. <laughs> yeah. But hers was not working. Yeah. I mean. I have a gut feeling she's an idiot. <laughs> oh, all right. Enough of the puns. Okay. okay we're turning all those right. down. All right. Here we go. Let's go to our big news, though. So, you know on this show that we have talked about our guardians. And I pretty much wrote them off a month ago. Yes, you did. Okay. After the trades, I said they're going to, you know, trade for the future and give up on this year. Then there, and then there are the reports that their manager, Frank Kona, was going to retire. So that even furthered the notion that this season's over, basically. They were kind of throwing in the towel, and you had good reason to believe that. Right, right. And, and it, it be, almost became my common knowledge for everybody. I was still holding out hope, Red. God bless you, Red. You know I had money on you it, and though. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you and five other people. And we so, all had... And they're all... Yeah, they're all sports all betting. dollars on the sports book. But go on, go on. So, but what happened was, this was great. They won the last two series. They took two from Toronto. Yep. They took two from Minnesota. Which are both... Those are both important series. And they're both good teams. That's what I mean. Okay, so... Uh, it kind of rejuvenated some, some thinking in the Indians' hierarchy Guardians. because, Guardians, thank you, the powers that be went out today and, oh, I have to back up. So on Tuesday, the Los Angeles Angels got rid of five players. They basically gutted their lineup because they, were, they spent all this money on free agents and it, they were well over the luxury tax, so they cut the salaries to get back under the luxury tax. Well, they cut five players. That, that's really throwing in the towel for the season. Yeah. Okay. Otani's got to be pissed. He's got to be pissed. Mike Trout has to be even more pissed than him, honestly. Well, he's just injured. But he's still been one of the best players ever in baseball. Right, right. And the Angels have done nothing. Yeah. But go on. And they're saying that, the, the, that they're... Their franchise, their organization is horrible. But anyways, so the tribe astutely, uh, Chris Antonetti in particular, picked up three pitchers today from the, the waiver wire that came from the Angels. I saw that. And how much have we been kind of dogging Antonetti? Right, for for months. Well, nobody was happy about the, the, the Josh Bell trade. But they got... One starter, Gialetti. Giolino. Giolino, or I thought it was Gialetti. No. It's... Okay, we'll, call, we'll go with Giolino. I don't know. Okay, anyways, he's, he's, he's a spot-on starter. But and... he's supposed to be, like, trying to get back to form is what I heard. I just heard this on the my ride home from work okay. today, honestly. Well, the, Something Giolino. The, I... the, the, the sportscasters were pretty high on him and thinking okay. that if we do get into the playoffs, he could be a, a starter for in like if we go to a five-game playoff spot. And then we got two relievers, one who's supposed to be a real flamethrower. I was wrong. Giolito. Giolito, right. That's Lopez and more. Okay. Red. So you stand, stand corrected. corrected. So Lopez is supposed to be a real flamethrower. So we got a starter and two relievers for $3 million. That's what I heard too. Okay. All three of them got here for $3 million bucks, And that's the kind of thing I, I saw. You know, I'm cheap too, but... With my ball club, I want you to spend money. Yeah, <laughs> but they're they're cheap, so they got them on the cheap. Well, they got them for three million dollars because they only have to pay them for one month. Exactly. Okay, but that's great for us. Now we have what twenty five games left, and we've got a rejuvenated pitching staff. And hopefully, Naylor's going to be back. He, he, Did you he, hear? He's a isn't he in Akron? He's in Akron. He's playing a? tonight. Man, if I didn't have to work tomorrow, I'd run over to Akron and watch him play. 
Do you think any of the guys on the club are going to go over there and uh, watch? Like, do you think Bo Naylor will just drive to Akron and, to, watch, and watch his brother the... play and just cheer him on, hang would, out in the I, dugout? I would think so. Right? Wouldn't? I, I bet a couple of the guys yeah. might do that. Yeah, because they're not playing today. Exactly. How so anyways, be? we have rejuvenated hopes for the playoffs. I, yeah, I'm i hoping. Okay. I'm still hoping. I, I am back on the bandwagon. Our, oh, at least for the last month. Yeah. Red, thank you. Well, we got At new- the beginning, remember our baseball episode when you said, well, there's one thing that the Indians and I have in common, or the Guardians, Guardians. and I have in common? We're both going to be watching the World Series from our living room. <laughs> yes. I was like, don't say those things. Okay, well, I'm now hoping that All right, I'm now, in the stands. And once we're in the dance, anything can happen. That's right. That's you know, All I you got to do is get in there. I know. I stole that line from a million broadcasters, but I love it. Yeah, that's Once right. you're in the dance. So, let's hope for, for playoff, uh, playoff games in October. Let's do. Okay. All right. Well... We, we are ready, are we? that sort of wraps up the sports report. That's and now right. it's time for the Ginger Report. All right, Red, what are we going to talk about today? What are we going to talk about today? I hope it's out of this world. Oh, I was just about to make that terrible joke, but I let you do it. In fact, it is out of this world. There has been a lot of talk lately. I don't know how much you've been paying attention to it, but uh, a lot of talk about what we used to call UFOs. Unidentified flying objects, right? They have a new name. What's wrong with the old one? Well, they are now called Unidentified Anomalous Phenomenon. Unidentified Anomalous Anomalous Phenomena. Phenomena. That is a lot of syllables. And yes, uh, that is a lot is right. Um, It's a catch-all term used to describe objects detected in the air or sea or in space that defy easy explanation. All right, who have you, have you ever had somebody said they saw uh, what do they call them? You what? Unidentified UAPs are what okay. they're calling them now. Has anybody ever seen a UAP underwater? Well, they must have, or at least they must have thought of the existence of them, because now all of a sudden they've changed the name. Because it used to be up until that's until December of last year, December of 2022. They were called UAPs, but it's what I talked to you about, unidentified aerial phenomena. Right. But now they've changed it to unidentified anomalous phenomena. And anomalous, I had to look that up because I wasn't quite sure. Deviating from what is standard, normal, or expected. Anyway, Red, the House had a subcommittee meeting on July 27th, and it was a hearing about UAPs. And uh, they had quite a few people on there, or testify, I should say, who it seemed like would have a lot to lose if they were, you know, just making this stuff up and lying about it. So these are like UAP experts? Well, David Grush, G-R-U-S-C-H, is an ex-intelligence officer. He, uh, lear- he claims he learned of a decades-long UAP crash retrieval and reverse engineering program. And he testified to this in front of Congress on TV. What was that last part? Reverse retrieval? No, uh, retrieval and reverse engineering program. Reverse engineering program. Trying to figure out how these things work after 
catching it, trying to break it down into its parts and figure so, out what so makes So what they're saying is go. they actually have a, a vehicle that they... Oh, it gets better, Red. Oh, do tell. <laughs> um, the U.S. has recovered non-human biologics. Non-human biologics. Yeah. Whoa! Yeah, I, that that sounds exactly like what mm-hmm. I think they what want it to. What then is a non-human biologic? Well... I think it's what it sounds like. So is it like, well, we'll just call it a foreign life form? Exactly. Wow. A extraterrestrial life form. Uh, an ET? Um, and who knows, when you get down to those definitions, life forms can take on very different things than people think about humanoid type. Right. Extraterrestrial. Right. Could have been some kind of extraterrestrial bug. Or bacteria. Right, even, right, right. For that matter. Okay. But uh, David Fravor... And Ryan Graves are pilots, and they told lawmakers about their experience while flying in a military aircraft. Graves claims these encounters aren't rare or isolated, and he was testifying because he felt like the public just needed to know. He, he claims they aren't rare? They are not rare. This oh. has happened a lot. He claims, uh, David Fravor claims, in 2004, in an F-18 near San Diego... They were investigating an object that the Navy sensors had been detecting for about a week. And what this thing would do is it would come out of nowhere from like 80,000 feet, which is outer space, drop down to 20,000 feet, which is like commercial airspace. Yeah. And then hang out there for a little bit and then zoom back up. And they described it as being 40 feet uh, hovering and moving in unusual ways. Now, a tic-tac-shaped object. When you say it dropped, did it drop vertically or just gradually? Come yeah, down? yeah, no, like a vertical, vertical drop out of the sky. So we don't have planes that can do it. No. Okay. That's the anomalous part. Right. Anomalous. <laughs> the unexpected. Deviating from what is expected or, or considered normal. Normal. Yeah, pretty crazy stuff. Um, there's been a ton of reports about this kind of stuff. But according to this uh, committee they put together, only 2 to 5% are truly anomalous. 2 to 5%. That's awful low. Okay, but then I think I thought about this. This like committee really only started in 2021. There's been 800 of these reports. If Since o- 2021? And if only 2% of those are truly unexpected or deviate from what's expected or normal, that means 16 of them in the last three years we don't have an explanation for. All right, so 16 out of 800. Uh, When you put it that way, it doesn't sound like a lot. But when you just think about 16 episodes in the last not even three years, um, that's... What, one every two months? Right. Now, is this in America or, or worldwide? Um, that's a good question, actually. I believe this is just uh, American. Like with the U.S. Uh, military. Exactly, and, and the committee that they put together. Um, for the record, Defense Department spokeswoman Susan G-O-U-G-H. How would you say that? Golf? G-O-U-G-H. Goff. Or go. It's, it's too much like Van Gogh, but it, right. it's not the same. Anyway... She's saying that the Pentagon, all of the inquiries that they have done have not turned up any verifiable information to substantiate any claims that there has been any U.S. UAP 
possession by the United States government or military, and there is no evidence of a reverse engineering program, and she does not know of any of that that exists. So basically, one side saying we have this, and she's saying we don't have this. Well, yeah, as the spokesperson, does she really get to be the one who's like, well, actually, guys, that does sound... No. no. They put her up there to say no. Right. Um, and, and they gave her a, a sheet of paper to read. This, uh... Uh, Grush guy that I was talking about earlier, he also did like kind of deflect some of the questions coming from Congress. He was like, no, I can't answer that here out in public. I'd have to be in this special like skiff facility, a sensitive compartmented information facility before I could answer that specific Because it's question. like top secret information? That, yeah, so or So he's going to go before this official committee and tell the congressman he can't answer questions? Well, exactly. That kind of makes him seem a little less credible to me. It sure does. I, I always thought, though, that if it came out that there's proof that we have had an encounter, or aliens have come to Earth, that it would, like, kind of stop society in its tracks. If it were verifiable. Do you think it would? If it, what was the movie with Will Smith? Independence Day? Independence yeah, well, Day. when they came down to destroy Earth. Right. I mean, it, and I guess many super smart, like, physicists and theorists are like, we don't want an alien species to find us, because if they do, they're wearing more advanced than us. And right. We well, sort you, of know what we do to civilizations that aren't as advanced. Right. We have evidence of that right here on Earth. Yeah, look, look at all the nations that, that were conquered. But the thing is, is in this vast universe in which we live, it's, it's almost we have a certain sense of hubris if we think we're the only living beings of all the planets and all the universes that exist. It does seem super unlikely, doesn't it? Yeah. There, I, ah, man, now I, I remember this from childhood. I think it was a, a Benjamin Franklin quote. I'm not positive. Maybe it was Thomas Edison. It was a, the idea. We'll go with Thomas that, Edison. Okay. It, the idea that we are either alone or not alone in the world are both equally terrifying. Right, right. And and, and, and I was like, and, that's pretty deep because if we really are the only intelligent life in this huge universe, how wild is that? And to think that what if we're not? That's also kind of hard to wrap your mind around. Well, the other thing is, you think of uh, the technological advances we've made, let's say, even in just the last 2,000 years, you think there's not other beings or societies that are making their own technology advances? And the way, you know, we've talked about that before, too, how technology seems to kind of telescope. It's like, just grows so much faster from the first computer to where we are right, right now right. has happened so fast. So, even in geologic terms, it's, it's, it's like a blink of an eye. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? Just man being on the planet it, itself is a, a blink in the eye in, right, right. in terms of like real antiquity. I, I remember when they first landed on the moon and we thought this was the greatest thing Or since. did they? <laughs> or did they? Okay, conspiracy theorists. Yeah, no. Theorists. I'm not one of those. I believe that we did land on the moon. I've had some grown adult educated what I consider to be intelligent friends say well I think there's a chance that they faked that 
That one just seems like it's been a secret for way too long. I think I think it would have those people have watched too many movies. It would have came out by now. Yeah. Well, these uh. Alien or UAP or UFO or whatever you want to call them sightings have been happening since antiquity. You know, I was looking up some of them where they were talking about in clear back in 1450 BC. You know, they were saying, oh, it was a star came down from the sky and set fire to the atmosphere. 1450 BC. Yeah. How do they record that? Uh, I guess, I don't know, oral language. I doubt that there was. How, well, no, there wasn't much written language back no. then. There's, I mean, there are hundreds of them. Everyone knows about the famous Roswell, New Mexico one. Right, right. And there's been so many different people come out and speak on that. You know, uh, I would love to for them to uh, promote and, and explore this. Uh, they What are the, the beings called again? Anomalous? No, the... Oh, um, non-human biologics? Non-human biologics. If they have a non-human biologic, why aren't they pursuing that? Why aren't they publishing this? Well, because they don't want to freak just what we said earlier, Red. What if really? What if it is verifiable that we have something from another planet in space, intelligent life has reached our planet? It would shut society down. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. We've, we've, how we've, long? Roswell has been, what, 40, 50 years now? But it was, like you said, it wasn't verifiable. Yeah. There's a lot of people who do believe it. But if all of a sudden on Tucker Carlson, they're putting up, you know, uh, footage of an alien walking across the White House lawn and going inside. You know, first they j- blame Joe Biden for right. sure, but after that, I think society would probably shut down. I I, I don't know about that. I, I I would have they would have to show some kind of propensity for aggression. Well, I don't know. It would, it's I guess one or the other, right? Yeah. Are they just uh, peaceful travelers, explorers, or are they conquistadors? Well, I mean, aren't we peaceful travelers, explorers, when we're trying to go to Mars? And we're pretty sure that there's no life on Mars. Right. So, and I guess, what situation are they in? Are they after wealth or resources? Or are they in desperate situations because their own planets are in? you got to wonder, I mean... People are after wealth. That's so so human, such a human quality. I know the exploitation of wealth. You got to wonder if if there were another civilization, would they have that sensibility or, or or need? If they've graduated to interstellar travel, you would hope not. Right. They'd have to be well beyond our technology. Obviously. Right. Like things that we dream up but have no idea how to do. Right. They, they, I guess the thing about the thing about them not per, uh, pursuing the evidence that they purport, purport allegedly have <laughs> is nice save over there, really. Yeah, is that it makes it seem still in the realm of science fiction. I thought it was a huge step for this to happen in a congressional subcommittee and have. It be on TV and be covered by major news outlets and have people who seem pretty credible according to their military records 
and government positions say these things. And it just did not get that much of a reaction. It's been six weeks. What's today? Today's September 6th, right. Wednesday. So, so this, and this happened July 27th. Yeah, so, so it's on a congressional record, right? Yeah. Okay. And what are they? what's going to happen with this? Where is this going? I mean, they're going to continue to investigate these sightings that they claim only 2 to 5% of are truly true. anomalous. 16 out of 800. But 16 times since 2021, there's something that happened in either the sea, the space, or the air that we can't explain. I think we're going to have to get our investigative crew on this and get some more facts. Oh, yeah. Well, it's a good thing we hired that new uh, detective and researcher. Yeah, that's right. And and the intern. Well, they're, they're not getting paid anyway, well. so that doesn't really matter. <laughs> and speaking of keeping people off the clock, Red, it might be time to wrap this one up. Red Squared done already? I feel like we had another fabulous episode of Red, Red Square. Because we are a couple of mild and lazy guys. <laughs>